to the next page Flip turn to the next chapter Flip turn to the next day Flip turn to the next one Welcome to Life on 11 Podcast. I'm Destiny. And I'm Xavier Quarterman, and we are on episode six. I'm already having speech issues. You heard that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're on episode six. Um, man, we it's been, what, over a month? Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah. Thomas Flown. Um, <laughs> but I don't know if that's the correct grammar. Thomas but... Flown. Listen, y'all just gonna have to deal with my <laughs> my ebonics tonight, cause uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> maybe so it's it gonna is. be I'm one of them sure. pod- It's gonna be one of them nights, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, but we're we're just glad to be here, episode six. Um, how's how you been? Like, let's do a, a quick check in. How you been? Well, today I've been. It was a very busy day, so like my heart was racing all day, mm-hmm. like. I feel like I couldn't catch my breath. Yeah. Um, but I made sure that I took my pauses mm-hmm. for sure and that helped me out. So what about you? How are you? Yeah, I've been getting better. I think maybe a couple of days ago, um, I was just on go, go, go. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't taking time to just pause mm-hmm. and um slow down. It was just work. Home, TV, social media, yeah, marriage, work. Like, it was just a lot. So I think as of maybe the last two or three days, kind of being able to slow down mm-hmm. and kind of just have that time to just recuperate. So, Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. So speaking of, like, mental health, let's, like, get into it. Okay. What was your understanding of mental health growing up? Uh, for me, I didn't really hear about it. Honestly, mm-hmm. so I don't really know. Yeah, I mean, I probably it was probably a part of my life, but I wasn't. I wasn't like, oh, this is mental health. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah, what about you? What was it like for you? Yeah, I, I heard of mental health, but it was always for people who had to be put in a facility. Mm-hmm. It was for like people who were bipolar or manic. Yeah. Or who were just out of their minds, like people mm-hmm. you would can you would see on the streets, you know, talk to themselves. Like for me, that was mental health. It wasn't, yeah. you know, day to day things or normal people. It was like mm-hmm. that person's out of their mind. They need to be separated. Yeah. And but other than that, um, no, I didn't really hear nothing about mental health. Like I didn't hear about it in church, school, yeah. home, nowhere. And if I did hear it, it was for people, it was seen as it was seen as weakness almost. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like pity, you know. So yeah. So, do you know when you started taking your mental health serious? Yeah. So, probably like a lot of people, I started taking my mental health serious um, in 2020 mm-hmm. when um, we all, everyone was laid off, of course. Yeah. Um, and we found ourselves watching TV a lot more. There's nothing else to do, right? Yeah. But I think mostly it was social media and seeing, you know, the murders happening, mm-hmm. seeing the protests, mm-hmm. um, seeing the pro- police brutality, and just seeing a lot of stuff. It was just like a, a overload. Yeah. Um, and up to that point, like I felt like 
not that I was invincible, but I didn't struggle mental health. Like what I need mental health for, you know, mm-hmm. especially being like a black male. It was like yeah. mental health. Not like you don't associate mental health, you know, with a minority almost, mm-hmm. you know, until recently. So it was like, nah, like I'm just being soft or, you know, I'm just being too sensitive. That was the exact phrase. I'm too sensitive. Yeah. And it was it was that year I was like, oh, I'm not invincible. Like. I'm I'm having like real chest pains. Like I'm I'm 25, 26 mm-hmm. years old. Why am I having these chest pains? Why having a hard time breathing? So yeah, that was the time I started taking it serious. Um, when did you start taking your mental health serious? Yeah, like you, it's been pretty recent. Like when we had the miscarriage, mm. uh, I started feeling like different ways mentally. Yeah, and. I was like, man, like, what's going on? Like, I'm feeling all these ups and downs and, like, emotions. And I was, I've always felt emotions, but I was very aware at that time of all the things I was experiencing. Yeah. So, yeah, probably towards the end of 2020 is when I really took it serious. Yeah. But I've always, um, well, for the past, like, four years, like, I've worked on, like, bettering myself, but Mm -hmm. I never had language for, for it. Yeah. Like I never said, oh, I'm working on my mental health. Yeah. So like for me, I started noticing like, oh, like people on social media talking about mental health and Mm -hmm. going through depression and anxiety. And I was kind of experiencing those things. So I was like, oh, like maybe this is the language that I've been looking for. Yeah. So. Everyone experiences mental health differently. So what were some of the things you experienced concerning your mental health? Um. I experienced like depression, um, anxiety, um, sadness, mm-hmm. um, like even like up to recently, I would start having like panic attacks, like having mm-hmm. trouble like breathing. Mm-hmm. Like I would like you remember like I would wake from my sleep yeah. and like like I can't catch my breath. Yeah. Um, and that's because of like me worrying about like different things that I'm going through. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, some of the things that I experienced. What yeah. about you? Um, I experienced mainly these prolonged uh, chest pains. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I'm coming to learn that they're panic attacks, but they're not, they're real subtle. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like, it's not like a minute, uh, you know, 30 to 60 seconds of just like trying to breathe. It's just like, I just have this knot in my chest and yeah. it can stay there from 30 minutes to like two weeks. Yeah. Until I actually deal with it. So, mm. um, and I think, uh, anxiety, I experienced that where, um, maybe I'm like watching TV or on social media or reading or just trying to consume. And I feel this rush. Yeah. Taking more, more, more. And I feel like I'm just going to like fall apart. Yeah. Like I just feel this rush and I feel like I'm going to break down. Um, and I think, and then there was times I experienced like a little bit of insomnia where mm-hmm. I had a hard time. I have, I have a hard time sleeping. Oh yeah. That I experienced that yeah. too. I, I forgot. So, that. um, those were some experiences I've had of that. What are some areas that you found affect your mental health? Uh, for one, definitely social media, mm-hmm. uh, just scrolling, 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 screen time, Facebook. Um, I don't really have a TikTok, 
Yeah, I ain't trying to get no TikTok. I, I, I can't. I, That's ju- too much. I, I'm just trying to control my screen time on, on Instagram. Like, yeah. I, it would be the end of me to have a TikTok right now. Um, <laughs> uh, TV, like, so I don't know if anybody's experienced this, but like, you ever feel obligated to f- to finish shows or obligated to like watch a certain show? Like, to when you wake up, it's like, it's the first thing in your mind. Like, I got to finish this show. I got to watch the show. Like, I feel obligated sometimes. It's weird. Yeah, maybe somebody experiences that. It is weird. Like, I feel like I got to finish it. I, I don't know what that <laughs> yeah. is. So sometimes that is like sh- like watching too much TV. Mm. Um, porn was a big, big one. Yeah. Like, that's a whole nother podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely um, really, really destroys your mental health. Yeah. Um, and I think just negative thinking like low self-esteem mm-hmm. at times comparison yeah is really big um and i think just the my idea of success that i'm currently working on those definitely have um imperfection definitely affect my mental health so what areas you think um has affected your mental health the most i think for me uh, some of the things that affect me mentally are social media, which is a big one. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a big one for a lot of people. Yeah. But um, loneliness, because I'm a stay-at-home mom, um, I'm always alone. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm with my daughter, obviously, but it could get lonely. Just, yeah. you know, talking baby talk all day. Yeah. <laughs> There's no adult <laughs> interaction. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. That can get lonely. Also, um, insecurity is probably the biggest one that I deal with because it's like a mental strain all the time. Yeah. Like thinking about it, like struggling with it. Yeah. Uh, there's lies that come up, like up and down, like yeah. all the time. So, yeah. yeah, I think those are the main things that I, you know, kind of deal with mentally. Yeah. So. So about social media, like what are some things that... Like you talked about it. So what are some things that affect you? Yeah. So one, there's uh, the the perception of success. Mm-hmm. You know, you can see other people. Maybe you're working on something. Maybe you aren't married. Maybe you're single. You know, you see married couples. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you're working on your craft, musician or art, whatever. And you can just see other people succeed. Like you're filling your mind with that. I think on one end. Um, when it comes to women and girls, mm-hmm. I think as a male, it can affect our mental health. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna get deep. Like, mm. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be specific. I'm, I'm not gonna call figure out what you're gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> as in, like, I have an issue with if I go on Instagram and I go to the search bar, mm-hmm. and I just I want to look you up, my wife. Yeah, and I just type in the letter D. Yeah, and then a girl with double D's pops up, like. <laughs> You put all yeah. these models, mm-hmm. like the, these models, like in, yeah, in bathing that's true. suits. That's true. Like right in front of my face. Mm-hmm. Like I could be looking up my boy, Darren. Yeah. And Dorina comes up and <laughs> oh she's God, like naked names. in all her pictures. Yeah. And, and the next thing you know, like that's a trap. You know what I'm saying? Like now yeah. I'm in a, a trap that I might not be able to get myself out of. And that leads to deeper and deeper than that can lead to like porn and next thing you know like you know you're full-blown like hooked yeah and another thing is um when we when we're exposed to so much nudity 
mm-hmm. or just skin, you know, from just Instagram models, whatever girls, you know, um, who choose to, to reveal their bodies. Um, it creates this sense of like fantasy as in you can, it, it's not healthy to be able to look at somebody as long as you want. Mm-hmm. You're not like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it sounds weird, <laughs> but it, it weakens me as a man to have access to look at any girl I want as long as I want, zoom into what I want. Mm-hmm. So when I'm in public, now I treat women as objects. Yeah. So now when I interact with a woman, I'm going to want to uh, interact under my own control and mm-hmm. not out of pure interaction. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but that's one thing that, like I found that is extremely unhealthy and that doesn't do great things to your brain. That mm-hmm. doesn't, that's not good for your mental health. Like that's not, it's not real interaction with the human. It's objectifying. Yeah. And the brain wasn't meant for you to operate like that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's an unsaid. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's like an unsaid thing that's out there when us as men can just get caught up in roaming the internet, social media, whatever. Yeah. And, just being exposed to nudity like that. Facts, facts. Thank you for sharing that. That was really good. Really yeah, sorry, good. fellas, I exposed. Uh, exposed. <laughs> exposed all that. It is real, though. <laughs> it is real. Yeah, it is real, for real. So, guys, don't be zooming up on the nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Why you was looking at me to the with your face? You were looking at with your eyes to the side. Don't be zooming up on the nipples. I was really talking to you. What? I'm, I'm not kidding. a dip zoomer. Yeah, you can zoom on mine. Oh, yeah, I zoom on those anytime. Anyway. And uh, fellas, <laughs> don't be, uh, not, <laughs> when nowadays, <laughs> True. ladies, don't be zooming up on that imprint on my man's basketball <laughs> shorts. And them gray sweats. <laughs> Especially it's uh, wintertime, so. <laughs> they got sundress season. We got sweatpants season. <laughs> Oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> Some people not laughing at all. They like, oh They like, oh my God. <laughs> Anyways, speaking on how all that affects your mental health. Yeah. How has working on your mental health benefited you? Yeah, I think it's benefited me in a way of I have way more boundaries mm-hmm. in my life. Yeah. I think before it was just like you just did I just did whatever I wanted. Like I didn't have boundaries. Like I would just go, 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 go. Whatever felt good, I did it. Yeah. And now with mental health in the picture and want to take care of myself, I have to be intentional with taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. I have to be intentional with how long I scroll, how much TV I watch. Am I going for walks? Yeah. You know, am I pausing? Am I doing the things that give me joy? So it's allowed me to be more intentional with loving myself. Yeah. Um, in a way that I, I wasn't before. That's good. And I want to say that I'm really proud of you. And mm-hmm. I love this about you because you're very aware of uh, what you need and when you need it. Yeah. And that just makes you a better person. So yeah. I really appreciate that you, you know, work on those things. Yeah. So, yeah. Appreciate that, babe. Mm-hmm. And for men who are listening, um, it is tough. I want to say that it is tough because I don't think as men in our our society we're taught to know what we need yeah and if we do need something it it feels like weakness Mm -hmm. and to admit that feels like weakness and it it took me a while to get to this point 
And yeah. I still struggle sometimes. Like I struggle with saying, hey, babe, I'm I'm like really tired right now or mm-hmm. I'm, I'm having a hard day. I need time. Like it doesn't feel good as a man wow. saying that because mm-hmm. it's like you just want to be invincible. You know, you, you want to be macho. Yeah. And to admit that weakness, it takes strength. So mm-hmm. to your point, it takes strength yeah. to admit that you're weak at the moment. Yeah. And sure. so thank you for honoring that, babe. Appreciate you. Of course. So um, how has working on your mental health benefited you? Um, it's definitely benefited me in many ways. Um, I feel more controlled of my thoughts and my mm, mind. Yeah. Um, which feels really good. Like I don't let the lies and thoughts control me, but I control them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I definitely agree with you. Like making sure that I'm taking time. Like if I need like just time, just me, mm-hmm. like I let you know. Yeah. And that's me, you know, taking care of myself. And sometimes I feel bad because, you know, I'm like, well, um, I don't want to leave you or Zalea, yeah. but like I, I need it so I can be good for y'all. Yeah. So I think just doing small things to, you know, better yourself is good. Yeah. So that's what I do. That's good. Yeah. How, how has the adjustment been on being a mom? Mm-hmm. but also trying to take care of yourself. Like, do you ever feel bad sometimes? Or you're like, man, I can't pull away right now. Or I don't have time to to be struggling right now because I'm a, a mom. Like, do you ever experience that? Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, even today when mm-hmm. I went when I went out, I, like, felt guilty for leaving. Yeah. And sometimes she'll cry when I leave. Yeah. So that's hard, too. You're like, you don't want to stay with dad? <laughs> We're going to have so much fun. (laughs) Yeah. So like hearing her like cry, like it's hard to leave. But um, like I know that if I don't do those things, like I won't be okay, like at all. Um, I would definitely have like breakdowns and just be like super anxious and stressed and all that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I I found with being a parent how easy it is. That if we don't take care of ourselves, mm-hmm. we end up deflecting that on our children. Yeah, um, that's true. Because there's times like if I come home and I just, I've had a rough day. I work at a theme park. I'm a musician. So I hear, I see kids all day. Mm-hmm. I hear kids all day. I hear crying. I yeah. hear screaming. And then um, Zalea is very vocal. So sometimes oh, yeah. I get home and if I'm tired or I, I haven't taken time to just decompress, I can find myself being short fused with her mm-hmm. and I can get upset with her just for being a baby. Yeah. <laughs> I can get mad at her for being an 11 month old, you know, mm-hmm. and it's that easy to yeah. deflect that off of her. Now I'm getting mad at her, you know, and really <laughs> it's just me and my own frustration. So, mm-hmm. um, so I, I honor you for that, yeah. recognizing that and, even though it's not easy because she does cry. Like I, she hasn't done it for me yet like that. <laughs> so I don't know what that feels like. She'd be like, bye dad. I'd be like, dang, <laughs> bye. Yeah. <laughs> so I honor you for, um, you know, putting yourself first. I know that sounds selfish, mm-hmm. but if you don't put yourself first, then you can't be a mother, an yeah. effective and a loving mother. So oh. um, I know it's not easy. So I'm, I'm proud of you for that. Thank you. It's I appreciate easy. that. Yeah. How do you process your mental health struggles? Yeah, so earlier this year, I was reading a book 
by Dr. Caroline Leaf, which is an mm-hmm. incredible book called Cleaning My Mental Mess. Mm-hmm. And she did a great job with expressing that depression, um, trauma, anxiety, a lot of the mental illnesses are just warning signals yeah. that something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes when we we're experiencing anxiety, depression, or panic attacks, like we're identifying with that thing when it's just our brains and our bodies letting us know, hey, something's off. Yeah. And so when I'm experiencing maybe a panic attack or being overwhelmed or I'm feeling really depressed, my first thing to do is process what's wrong. Yeah. What's going on? Like I check in with myself. What's real? What do you, what's going through your mind? What are you thinking about? I like to think that those things are just messengers. Mm-hmm. And so I just have to intentionally create time to be alone and tax myself those questions. Yeah. And to see what is my body telling me? What is my mind telling me? Mm-hmm. Because this isn't who I am. And we also know that, you know, we're not downing people who have to take medication, but we know people's healing is really in their story. You know, yeah. it's in what they're experiencing. You know, medicine helps them to get through that. Um, but we truly believe um, that it is, ju- they're just warning signals that we have to tend to. Right. So with that being said, what are some practices that you use um, to exercise being healthy so far as your mental health? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that uh, took that a long time there. to ask. Yeah. My God. Um, <laughs> something... <laughs> Uh, some things that I do is pausing, which we talked about that earlier a tiny bit, but we have a pause app. Yes. Um, And it's like you can do a one minute pause, mm-hmm. a three minute pause, a five minute pause and a 10 minute pause. Yeah. And that really helps me like slow down, yeah. especially if I'm having a busy day. Um, Like if I'm like going, 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 I just take one minute. Yeah. Like whatever wherever you're going is gonna still be there yeah. like it's okay yeah so i do that can i say something on that yeah yeah that uh the pause app really helps me transition um mm-hmm. between like home life and work life yeah uh, because i can go to work and then when i come home like i'm putting on a different hat when i come home mm-hmm. i'm not a performer when I come home, like at work, I'm on a boat and people taking pictures of me, kids waving. Yeah. And I'm, I'm coming home and I'm not that. I'm not a superstar mm-hmm. when I get home. I'm like, you know, so. Yeah. I usually sit in my car and I do a minute pause and you'll be surprised how long a minute feels. Yeah. That's how fast we live. Like mm-hmm. there's there's research that says the amount of information we take in a week um, is enough to crash a laptop. Sheesh. So we take in so much. So like. How intense that minute feels shows me how fast I'm moving. So yeah. especially with transitioning, when you find yourself going going to this place and you're going to work and you're going home and you're going to this event, like I think Pause App is really great. Yeah. It's a game changer. So if you're wanting to download it, you just type in the Pause App and yes. there's like a pause sign. Yeah. Uh, it's black, black and white. So yeah. And it, it keeps track of all your minutes. Yeah. I think I'm at... The pause, it, it restarted mine, but I think right now I'm at like 150 minutes of yeah. pausing. So, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, another thing that I do is like breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I do box breathing. Yeah. Which I've shared this with a couple of people, but I watched Disco Shock. <laughs> Disco Tacosico. 
speaking another language over there. I watched this show called Limitless. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's my favorite actor, Chris Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. Um, Thor. Yeah. There was a psychologist on the show and uh, she taught him box breathing, mm-hmm. which is breathing in for four seconds, holding for four seconds, breathing out for four seconds, and then hold it for four seconds. Yeah. So I do that, um, which I learned that doing the Caroline Leaf neurocycle. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of different type of breathing that helps. Um, and I do that a lot, like a lot. So that yeah. really, really helps me. Um, I know you could talk more on journaling because mm-hmm. you are the one that mostly journals. Yeah, I so. journal a lot. Um, there's actually a lot of things that happen um, psychologically and biologically with journaling. journaling. Mm-hmm. I started journaling probably in like sixth or seventh grade. Yeah. Um, there were so many benefits, but I didn't know at the time. But what I've learned is journaling actually um, decreases anxiety. Mm-hmm. decreases like panic attacks and being overwhelmed and yeah. they like to call it your second brain mm-hmm. and so yeah i journal i try to journal every day yeah but for the most part i journal whatever's in my mind and after i journal like i just feel like i've just gotten everything out yeah and um so i i love i personally love journaling and it's a, a place where you can vent everything mm-hmm. you know i mean you could worry about when you die yeah you know people reading be like oh my god you're crazy you want to do what <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I I journal, but I type everything. I don't yeah. like to write anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just type everything on my notes. Yeah. Um, I also like going for walks, and we also just started um cutting off social media at a certain time. Yeah. Um, so we don't we try not to. I know that sometimes we forget. Yeah. But we try not to get on after nine o'clock yeah. p.m. So yeah, that that's cool. Yeah, and I think that that's to help us decompress at night yeah um so that when we're going to sleep like our brains are not just like mm-hmm. going 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 yeah it's like that can help us um have better rest yeah and um you mentioned going for walks mm-hmm. i think going for walks saved me when we got duke our dog yeah our husky because i never had a pet growing up mm-hmm. but i think it was 2021 of the summer yeah so this is maybe a couple months after uh, the miscarriage and us just coming off of out of a, a chaotic year mm-hmm. um going for a walk with duke like i think just helped me recover yeah to come to come back to a, a solid place mentally mm-hmm. which i didn't like i didn't grow up hearing like you know going for walks is good for you it was just like yeah <laughs> go for a walk but you know like going for walks was dangerous you better not be walking down the street <laughs> late at night you know what I'm saying? Like you don't yeah, go for walks. Even now, like at night when he goes for walks, I'm like, oh my God. Like yeah, I hope nothing happens. But our neighborhood is safe. Like I mean, you to, never know. I, I I grew up in Pine Hills, so <laughs> walking around here is like a little different. Yeah. You know, and then Duke a lot of people think Duke looks scary. Yeah. So they don't eye. approach you. Yeah, one eye looks different than the other and he has this the way his fur looks, it's like his eyebrows are down. Like he has this scary look, but yeah, he's a little fur bear. Yeah, he is. But yeah, walks, I I can say walks have uh, drastically really helped me. Yeah, and that's like part of like self-care. Yeah. I know for me, I also like, well, we just shared, I like to walk. Mm -hmm. Um, I also like to sew, Mm -hmm. which my cousin called me an old lady. (laughs) 
because <laughs> I was sewing, but oh, it's just something that I enjoy, like clears my mind and yeah. I actually don't think about anything. Yeah. Yeah, which doing nothing is also self care. That's the toughest thing. Yeah. It's funny doing nothing. Um my prayer life, probably the last few months, my challenge has not been praying or um uh, not praying. My challenge has not been talking enough or telling God what I need or asking. My challenge has been being silent. Mm. And I've been finding like recently in my prayer life, God's been challenging me just to be silent. Yeah. To just sit there and embrace. And like in my mind, I'm like, this isn't prayer, but it is. Yeah. It's just, it's open communication. So lately my prayer life has just been breathing. Mm. And that's been refreshing because sometimes that's exactly what we need. Yeah. And even around the house, if sometimes I wake up and you're still asleep and Zalea's still asleep, mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, I can come down here and watch my shows. <laughs> yeah. And there's something like, nah, man, just just chill for a second. Mm-hmm. Like, just sit still. Like, sit in silence. Like, Yeah. And sometimes that's exactly, like, I didn't need a euphoric high off of a great show or a season finale. Sometimes I just needed, you know, a moment of silence to just sit in peace so yeah you're right babe sometimes doing nothing when everything you when everything else you're doing is failing like mm-hmm. maybe you shouldn't be doing anything right so that's good stuff so we want to actually challenge you guys to try four things this week four things all right okay we believe in y'all y'all can do this yeah for sure all right babe so kick it off what are the four things we want to challenge everyone to do this week okay so the first one we talked about Try box breathing, which Mm -hmm. is breathing in for four seconds, Mm -hmm. hold for four seconds, breathe out for four seconds, and hold for four seconds. So you just try that two times. Yeah. Just one time this week. Cool. Two, choose one day. This is a hard one. This is a hard one. If you're driving, pull over. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Choose one day to be off of social media. Mm. Some of you just fell out of the chair and just. So you were like, right "Nah, off. I'm not doing it." Nah. <laughs> okay, so that's two. Um, three is journal on your phone or paper what's on your mind. So just pick one day and just journal. Yeah, and four and lastly, call a friend and ask how they're really doing, and listen to them. That's good. I'll never forget. My uncle told me years ago, um, I went into his house. I haven't been to his house in years and uh, went up the stairs. And I looked at his living room I'm like, man, like this living room is so nice. Would you, you change a bunch of stuff? He's like, no, nah, I just changed a couple of small things. But sometimes it's the small things that make the biggest difference. Mm. And so we just want to encourage everybody. Um, none of us could just make these big life changes. Yeah. But we challenge you guys with these four things because just implementing these small little four things yeah. um, can, can make the difference. It's the small things we do every day mm-hmm. that have the biggest uh, results. Yeah. So listen, we're coming to the end of episode six. I really enjoyed this podcast, babe. I'm like encouraged yeah. to do this too myself. Yeah. I enjoyed this episode as well. It was, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we come to a close. We appreciate you guys, babe. You want to leave them with our email and our Instagram. Tell them about that stuff. Yeah. So like always, you can email us at lifeon11podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at lifeon11podcast. And you can DM us with any questions there as well. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. We always appreciate guys appreciate you guys for listening and yeah. all the feedback and so yeah, we'll see y'all next week. For sure. We're gonna check in with y'all now. Yeah, we are, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> if, in fact, maybe we'll uh we'll post it on our story. Yeah, we'll yeah, like, and hey, check like, in. Yeah, with y'all. check in. So we appreciate you guys. Y'all have an amazing week. Yeah. Love y'all. Love y'all. Bye. Oh.